Welcome to Holly's Hot Wife Life, a fabulously fun place to chat about all things lifestyle. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. If you are not mature enough to be in this audience, please pass this link along to a friend, coworker, or neighbor who is. That ought to be interesting. And on that note, this podcast is intended solely for entertainment. Although I can appear to be the consummate professional, I am by no means a doctor, and heaven help you if you take my musings as such. Now that those pleasantries are out of the way, let's play. Well, hello there, friends. Happy New Year. Um, Been a little while, as usual. (laughs) I'd like to change that usual a little bit. Yeah, I had grand intentions of recording something like right before the new year. One of those recaps, like those well put together, wonderfully informative, entertaining, interesting podcasts. But yeah, holidays are hell. Um, And then I thought maybe I'd do something right after the new year or like even publish right on. Nope. So apologies. The one thing I can tell you is if you are like I am with other podcasts and you're sitting there thinking, good Lord, where is that lady? Is she ever going to post something again? Has she fallen face the earth? Is she alive? I hope they're well. I hate her for not posting something. I don't know. Any of the, I have thought the same things. And I generally about the time you're probably thinking them, I'm thinking the same thing about myself going, oh my God, I need to get that together. And usually I have lots of thoughts in my head and I'm like, this is so easy. I just need to sit down and do it. And it really isn't, but it is, but it isn't. So long story short, hey, it is a new year and I am looking forward to a wonderful year. Gotten some stuff together in the vanilla world to make my non-vanilla world have a little more spare time. So hopefully getting back to our normal playtime ratio. I don't know, something like that. And maybe back to what I had originally started with in the podcast where it was at least monthly. Now we're pushing to keep it within the month. So hopefully we'll have the monthly this year, if not more often. And one day I'll do something with those other social media things. We'll see. The intentions are always there. I have good intentions. In related news, and as I always like to start out, I do want to thank you and I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your notes. They remind me that there are people still interested in listening to me babble. I do have quite a few over the last few weeks that I have slacked on responding to. So I would uh, reassure you, if that's even appropriate, that I will be responding here soon which is to say, I'll respond in a few different ways. Number one, I I think might respond to a few of the thoughts or questions or comments in this podcast, but also that we've got quite a little bit of traveling coming up in the next week and a half. So that's an excellent opportunity to uh, draft some emails, right? So I will be happy to actually get to respond to everyone individually. I really like to be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. But in the meantime, yes, thank you. It does make all the difference and the incentive and the excitement for me to to take the time and and babble for a little while. So as always, you know, today I figure I have nothing to say, but I'm sure I will babble for a half an hour or more. And that's what will happen. I 
would say that today I think I am going to kind of respond to emails um, thinking about this. I was, you know, I said that I had thought about like a recap of the past year. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. I can recap a lot of my thoughts and I'm sure that happens along the way when I'm responding to thoughts or questions. I will give just a brief overview. I'm guessing that most people have listened, know generally what's going on here, but I will say that I created this podcast for entertainment, just as it starts out with, and I hope that you are entertained and I hope that you are excited sometimes, maybe. I did not create it as audio porn, so if you are disappointed in the lack of audio porn, sorry, not sorry. It wasn't my intent. I do hope that you have fun listening, and I hope there is excitement, and I, I see that there are quite a few of you that are enjoying it just for that fun and perspective and that's what I'm going to continue doing is creating it for fun and my perspective which leads into I've had a lot of questions in the last month either from males that are trying to see how they might interest their significant others wives girlfriends whatever in the lifestyle and what my thoughts are on that and Also, a few from women, which I absolutely love. I love hearing from women. I had one woman who sent me quite an extensive email, and I really look forward to responding to that one because she had lots of questions that I think are so applicable. I know they're questions that I've asked myself many times and many ways, and yeah, there's always new questions and repeats of old questions. So I look forward to... uh, speaking to that subject. But like I said, long and short, I'd like to talk about the women's perspective today and and specifically mine, because of course I do not speak for all women, but I do have a perspective. Weird. And I do have a pussy. So that makes me a woman, I believe. And I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. So the, the predominant question that I hear a lot or read a lot or whatever, you know, all of the above is hey, I've been interested in this, or I've come to terms with my interest, or whatever that may be. And now how do I get my partner interested? Obviously, y'all know as well as I do that that's not a one size fits all. I will say something that will sound repetitive, but I believe is absolutely accurate. And that is that I think a large portion of us women are at least somewhat insecure. And From my perspective, the most important thing to getting me over that hump to actually trying out the lifestyle and, you know, dipping a toe, however you want to put it, was providing the sense of security that our relationship is strong and that this truly was what my husband was interested in. I have said before that there was another wonderful podcast that we listened to and the husband was on there and he made the point of saying his wife was his favorite porn star or something along those lines. I may have completely bastardized it by now. And now that's just my commentary is I am my husband's favorite porn star. And that kind of gives a little, a different sort of perspective. It's not that my husband is not turned on by me 
or, you know, that I am lacking and that's why he was interested in the lifestyle. It's that my enjoyment is what turns him on. So I think that's important to try to convey. It's really hard when you haven't actually flipped over and tried out the lifestyle and seen how empowering, for lack of a better word, it is. So when you are speaking with your women, your women, your significant others, sounds like your your chattel, when you are addressing or are bringing up the idea of lifestyle adventures, really try to focus on the fact that you have a strong relationship, which I hope you do, and that what turns you on is seeing your partner turned on. And that's a scary switch to flip, but I think that that has a lot to do with moving forward into the lifestyle. If they ever listen to me, I will say once you try it, what it's just like black cock. I don't know that that's necessarily completely true because I think everybody has different attributes and benefits and there's plenty of every other color of wonderful cock. (laughs) But once you try it, you might have a hard time going back And I'll say that in two ways. Number one, once I tried the lifestyle, sounds kind of odd, but once I I tried it out, I realized how empowering it is and it it feeds your ego a little bit and you feel sexier and you feel like you're attractive and and women are weird mental creatures. And so it's kind of awesome to be like, I am desired by someone other than my husband who I absolutely adore and is the end all be all. But it sure is nice to to have a very tangible response. Like, it's very clear. If someone's got a hard cock, they must find you attractive in some way. Now, we can go down a female insecurity road there, and we might come back to that later. But that's long and short. Now, I will also say that I am a firm believer in the reality that if my husband loses interest in this, or it is no longer exciting him to see me or to be involved with me and another man or men, then I have no issue shutting it off like a snap of the fingers. My husband is the center of my universe, not in a bad way, obviously, because I go out and have sex with other men, but in a good way. I want my husband to be a happy, wonderful individual that I fell in love with and continue to love. So the lifestyle and playing with other men is not allowed in any way, shape or form to impact our relationship in the negative. But as I say that, yeah, we've had people that maybe there was a stronger connection or there was whatever, maybe, maybe people that made me feel more attractive than I had expected. And I really appreciated that. Appreciate probably isn't even the right word, but I really fed on that. Oh man, the words are leaving me today, but I fed on it, right? So I, I liked that person that much more because whatever case I enjoyed their attention. And sometimes, you know, the lifestyle is a lot of communication and it's a lot of soul searching. So there have been men that I enjoyed more than others. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy anybody, but some that I enjoyed more than others. And it required some soul searching and some discussion to know how to address that. I will say it's head on and that it's just accepting the reality. So yeah, 
Wow, that's its own little sideways ramble into how to get your significant other interested. I cannot give you a one-size-fits-all answer, but for me, it is making sure your significant other understands that you are well-connected and secure, and also that it's not a lack of something in your partner. It's more that seeing your partner having fun is what makes you have fun or increases your fun. Yeah. So that's kind of just an, a high level overview of how I would say you get involved. I also have had the question, it happens quite a bit of how you find quality single males or couples or whatever you're looking for. If you're looking at the lifestyle in the grand scheme, if you're into a more, what do we want to say? traditional people, things that people call fetish, there's websites like FetLife, right? That if you want to be into something that's a little stronger than simply having a consensually non-monogamous relationship, maybe that's the place for you. Otherwise, I am a firm believer, and it's going to sound repetitive, that you look into the lifestyle sites, and here's why. You can look at Adult Friend Finder, you can look at Craigslist, you can look at any of these places, any um, hookup type sites, right? Tinder. The challenge that sometimes you run into is those people aren't prepared for some of the, the quirks of the lifestyle, right? So obviously in our case, when we're looking for friends, we're looking for people that are not scared of MFM, MFMM. My husband and I are both straight. There is no issue with accidental touching. How else are you ever going to get into DVP or DP or if stressed about accidental touching? So someone on Tinder or adult friend finder or whatever else may not be as comfortable with that. Someone that's on a lifestyle site has probably already come to terms with where they stand on that. And if they are not interested, then they can make that very clear on their profile. And likewise, there are plenty of people that go the other direction and say, I'm straight, but I don't mind accidental touching in the scheme of having a really fucking good time. So yes, I recommend lifestyle sites. I still, I mean, you know, I've gotten involved just recently with some, I guess I'll call them homegrown sites. It, it sounds a little cheater. There's the major ones that you see nation or worldwide. There's Swing Lifestyle and Lifestyle Lounge and Cassidy and what was the other one? SDC. And I'm sure the list goes on. There's many more. And, you know, my knowledge is really based upon our location in the world. There's probably lots of other wonderful sites throughout the world. But I'm also noticing and I'm kind of loving that there are smaller local groups that are starting to put some true effort into technology. I just got involved, excuse me, for lack of a better word, with one that's kind of in the Midwest in the United States. They have an amazing platform. They have a really cool way of vetting people before they make them members. I have not attended one of their events, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. If not, if for nothing else than that, the people seem really cool and that the locations might be nice just to go check them out. So yeah, there's a lot of different sites whether they're more, gosh, again, lack of a better word, corporate, the big nation worldwide ones, or that they're more local or they're just more on the up and up or up and coming. 
I think the long and short is if you're looking for quality people, and it's not the only way to find them, but I think if you're looking for quality people, start with the lifestyle sites because you're likely to have people that are a little more familiar or have come to terms with the expectations and where they stand on one of those sites. Just my opinion. So yeah, there's that. Uh, Finding men. I did come across a few different. There was one email that was kind of around, I don't know, I'll totally ruin it in the paraphrasing. So if you uh, feel like I'm talking about your email and I totally butcher it, my apologies in advance. But the one thing that caught me in this one email was the wife played and then the person she played with kind of flaked out. When you read through the whole scenario, there is a multitude of things that might have happened and contributed to the situation. But I think, you know, women, we have, we are sensitive and we do things for self-preservation and we are insecure at whatever level that may be. And it's easy to get frustrated because someone doesn't show interest or did show interest and then fell off the face of the earth. And that's because our egos are bruised. And also, you know, in the lifestyle, that's the kind of stuff that someone falls off the face of the earth. And sometimes it makes you not want to be involved because you're like, oh, I guess I'm no longer attractive. Not the right answer, women, if you're listening to me. <laughs> someone criticized my podcast. I was ready to pull it down. Not the right answer. There's always haters. There's always people that are looking for something different. And that's one of those that's kind of like have a nice life elsewhere. But in the moment we can get frustrated and to our significant others and to the gentleman who is writing this email, I suspect it was a momentary and probably by the time that I'm posting this, the situation they had is already passed and gone and for well, maybe not forgotten, but you know, way back there in the, the rearview mirror. But yeah, ego. <laughs> we have fragile egos. We don't like, uh, we don't like being, wow, words, rejected. Even if it's not an intentional rejection, it, it messes with our groove and our responses can be varied. What, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Eek. I've calmed that down in my latter years. Kind of back to the uh, predominant word, the Dilbert term that with everything, if your significant other's reaction is not what you may have wanted it to be, whatever it may be. They're more attached. They're less attached. They're whatever. It's all about communication. And that includes communication with yourself because, yeah, I can go into a whole podcast probably about accepting things and how you deal with feelings and the lifestyle. And we probably will touch on that because I'm thinking that in these topics, there's something else in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember now that there was another regular listener who I absolutely love getting emails from because I hear about his, he and his wife, who um, I suspect are similar to us, maybe a lot of us, but also to us being my husband and I, when things pop up, I'm like, oh, yep, I, I feel your pain there, or I feel your wife's pain, and I can appreciate the challenge that you ran into. And he had a... a, a a lot of different thoughts and scenarios in this email, but one of them towards the end was that there was a person in the vanilla world that they came into contact with. And that person seemed to be flirting with his wife and 
she seemed to enjoy the flirting. And, you know, as things progressed along and this and that, he fully expected that, you know, he was like, hey, so you interested and do you want to play? And she said, oh, I'd love to play. And he's like, well, is anyone, anyone of interest to you? And she was like, oh, no. So here's the thing from my perspective. And she could be completely different. Who knows what? I'm oblivious or whatever else you want to say. Uh, We were shopping for shoes recently. And I thought the shoe salesman was actually quite attractive. He met my, my criteria. When we left, my husband said, oh yeah, he totally, he would have been down for a blowjob in the back room. And I was like, whatever. So this is the challenge that kind of goes back even to how do you find men? It's even more daunting to look at someone in the vanilla world and open yourself up to the possibility of rejection. Like that shoe salesman was hot. I'd do him, but I'm probably never going to pursue that because I'm not into him going, oh, whoa, for a multitude of reasons, right? He could, my husband could address him and say, hey, you know, love you to do my wife. And the guy may be like, wow, I thought she was hot, but I don't want to be involved with both of you because he's not from a lifestyle background. Not to say that's the case, but these are the thoughts going through my head where I'm like, oh, there's so many possibilities for rejection here. Let's just not go there. So likewise to my friend who sent an email and said that he was sure his wife would probably be interested in this person. It's very possible that she was like, yeah, number one, he probably wasn't that interested. Number two, if he knew what the situation was, he might be even less interested. So I already see two potential double whammies and more single whammies making a double whammy. I don't know. I'm just scared to even go there if I was in her position. Uh, And maybe she's thinking something completely different. But yeah, the challenge of vanilla hookups and you know, I guess that even potentially goes back to when people, I'll have people say it's really hard if they were in the lifestyle and now they're dating. And at what point in time do they bring up their interest in whatever lifestyle activity they're in, whether it's one of our first friends that we have all the fondness for. He went into a vanilla lifestyle or vanilla relationship. And I seem to recall some discussion around like at what point in time do you bring up the subject that either I like playing with other men's wives or I like my wife girlfriend significant other to be able to play with other men and I like to see them pleasured you know like that's probably a challenging topic to bring up to someone who has no lifestyle background but at the same time we all had to get there some way so obviously I guess it's even then that fear of rejection that I really like this person. If I bring up my deep, dark secrets, is that going to totally ruin our relationship? And if you step back and you look at it in the grander scheme, we probably should be like, well, I'm secure in this. And if the person doesn't fit that, then maybe they wouldn't have been a good fit for me. Likewise, and in a much lesser situation, if I'm a lifestyle friendly person and I'm not concerned about it impacting my vanilla world, if you see a vanilla person that you think vanilla sounds so horrible. Let me just label you. You are a vanilla person. Anyway, (laughs) if you see someone who you are not seeing in a lifestyle environment and you choose to uh, start up a conversation, if they are taken aback and disgusted, 
well, then that wasn't their thing. And, you know, we're secure in what's still there. However, I will say that this does make me appreciate the women who have their husbands do all the vetting and deciding. I am a little bit of a control freak, so I like to have a lot of control of that. But at the same time, I could appreciate how nice it would be to just let my husband be like, here you go. And I think he probably would pick quite well. It just makes me nervous to not have control. And that was a long sidetrack down our friend and their salesperson and my shoe salesperson, who's not my shoe salesperson, obviously, and probably never will be because (laughs) self-preservation. Now I did have another lengthy email and there were a lot of topics in it, but I kind of wanted to touch on a few of them that I think are, are all kind of interesting. One of the things she brought up early on was the husband's interest in hot wife, but her concerns about it being kind of one-sided because he had, you know, virtually no rules around her playing and she had virtually all the rules around him playing. So back to the crazy, crazy word that it always makes me laugh when someone says, oh, it's all about communication because it, it really is. And it seems so simple, but it is. I'm not... My husband is completely welcome to play, and we have played as couples. Don't do that a whole lot, and here's a big part of why. It's not that I don't want my husband to play, and it's not that I don't want to be there with my husband. It's that here's a a few different scenarios in here, right? So if we are both playing at the same time, I have a hard time enjoying my adventure because I'm concerned about my husband's enjoyment. I may not be playing with him, but I'm concerned. Is he having fun? Is he able to get it up? Does he actually find this woman attractive? There's all these things. So I don't necessarily have fun. Now you could say, oh, well, fine. Then why don't you sit on the couch and just watch? Well, I'm not really a voyeur. I feel kind of uncomfortable when I'm watching other people having sex. Like I'm a peeping Tom, which is different from a voyeur, right? But it's just not my thing. And when I say like, I completely trust my husband. If he wants to go play with someone and I am not there, you know, as long as we're open and communicate about that, that's fine. However, there's not a lot of women he finds attractive blessing to me. Also, I have told him that I would prefer he play with attached women, my own insecurities. Like I said, I trust my husband, but I worry about single women realizing how wonderful he is because he's pretty fucking awesome. He's attractive. He's successful. He's, he's exactly what people would want in a husband material, I think. So women that already have a significant other, I'm not as worried about having a, an opinion or trying to act on that. And man, that sounds like, you know, bad chick code. But if you're fucking my husband, I don't want you to realize not only is he great in bed, but he has all these other attributes that might appeal to you. So long and short is this person had asked, you know, how do you deal with this imbalance? Number one, we do need to own up to our own things. Like, so here's the deal. These are the things I am at with my husband on lifestyle in the sense of swinging per se. Uh, Hot wife is his thing and the reciprocal and the balance in that is that I get to enjoy being fucked by other men and with my husband. I get to have 
sensory overload in the best possible way. <laughs> and my husband gets exactly what he wants, which is to watch, you know, live porn with his favorite porn star. That's its own balance. Do I agree and feel that same sense regularly that maybe he should be able to play more or this or that? I think that he generally is not interested in playing nearly as often as he is interested in me playing with someone else or him and someone else or him and someone else's. And, you know, maybe one day I'll get him to come on and we can have that discussion. Really, the the long story short, as I've said that probably 10 times, maybe more, we could do like a tally, is that you just need to kind of come to terms with what makes it work for you. You know, this is an extracurricular activity. If there is not a consensus on what makes this fun for both you and your partner, then maybe it's not the place to be right now. It's extracurricular. If it's going to destabilize your relationship, it ain't fucking worth it. But if you have a strong relationship and you want to try it out and you run into weird hiccups, then own those. And, you know, that's a lot of soul searching to own a lot of that stuff. I know that I have weird quirks about who I play with and when I play with them. And if they play with other people, I have a really hard time playing with people that are playing with other people I know, because it just puts in this whole weird downward spiral of, well, who do they find more attractive or more fun to play with? Is my pussy as tight as that person's pussy? Whatever. And all the insecurities come out. And those are the things that I'm like, okay, there's a point here where I own that and say, so as a general rule, I try not to play with people that play with other women I know, not because I have a lesser view of all these wonderful female friends I have, but because I have a lot of insecurities and I would rather not address those, or I guess I am addressing them by saying that I don't want to to play that part of the game. It's just not important to me. The game is not important enough to me to be soul searching in that way. If you feel like it's a one-sided situation, maybe it is. And maybe that's okay in your relationship, but own that. You know, if you are worried that you have more stringent expectations than your partner, well, that's fine. Communicate that and determine amongst yourselves if that's okay and acceptable between you. Because sometimes, again... I make us sound like, well, at least me sound like a crazy, insecure something or other, but I am, and I have my moments and I'm, you know, sometimes I am secure as all hell and I will start ornery adventures that even I surprise myself with. And sometimes I won't because it's one of those days and women are crazy in a good way, but own it. If you feel like it's one-sided, own it and address it and move forward from that. This same woman, here we go, down a side track, asked about orgasms. And apologies, I don't have the email in front of me, but I think this is an interesting topic because sometimes, back to the evil I word I keep touching on, but we won't, we won't go there. We think, just like Facebook or social media or anything else, that everyone else is having more fun than us and we're not going to have the same amount of fun or whatever else. So this woman had expressed some concerns because she hadn't had an orgasm from penetration or it wasn't regular and that usually it was a 
a clitoral, clitoral, clit, clit stimulation. I will say my husband knows what buttons to push. And generally my orgasms are almost exclusively clit. But when I started in the lifestyle, how often I have orgasms? Not very often. There's a lot of fucking anxiety, performance anxiety. And I feel it's probably the same for men. I mean, shoot, I feel really bad for them because women, it can be like, oh, I have a dryness issue. I don't have a dryness issue. But, you know, even if you're not completely turned on or you're maybe you're, uh, that's not the right way to put it. You are anxious. You may be completely turned on, but because you're anxious, you're having issues with dryness or whatever else. Well, women were like, oh, it's this excuse and you can get lube or you can do whatever else. Men, like, if you don't get hard, it's pretty obvious that you're not hard. That sucks. So yeah, number one, it's not unusual to have anxiety and leading back to, I didn't have orgasms as often in the beginning. And I think, you know, we'll see women at a club and they're squirting and we're like, what the fuck? I must be, you know, a dud. Well, no, we all have different things and different adventures. I know a woman who I think she seems like she is so self-confident all the time. She comes and squirts and I'm like, good Lord, that woman is like, she must have nothing that phases her. And I'm sure at the same time, she still does too. You know, if I stop back and I'm realistic. So blah, 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 blah. Orgasms. Yes, everyone's different. I um, will also say that I play to have fun and it doesn't necessarily require an orgasm. And honestly, the men that are like, oh, I'm going to fuck you until you have an orgasm. Now you're giving me performance anxiety. Anxiety. See, I can't even get the words out. Like, no, let's just have fun. And the nice thing about the lifestyle as I spiral outward again (laughs) is that you learn more about yourself, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, all of the above. So I have gotten to the point that if I am writing someone, I can almost, yeah, like I don't really play with myself. It's just not my thing. Maybe one day I'll get there. Not currently. But if I'm writing someone, yeah, that's a fast track to come. I can, and and you know what it is though? It's funny. We say, oh, well, can you come by penetration? I don't think it's necessarily the cock in my pussy. I think it's, if I'm writing someone, I'm rubbing my clit on their chest, not chest. That would be weird. Boy, that would, huh. The, the dimensions seem off to be able to be writing someone and have your clit rub on their chest. Yeah, that's not the case. So what is that? Like your pubic bone, I guess. Uh, I think you can easily position your body just right. And that took me a year or two to figure out. I'm glad I did. It's kind of awesome now. Sometimes orgasms fight you. They're fuckers that way. So sometimes I get a little irritated because I'm like right on the verge because no one else has had that issue, right? Anyway, orgasms may not come easily to everyone. And back to owning it and determining what works for you. If you have fun with the adventure and you don't come, that doesn't mean it was an unsuccessful adventure. That means you had fun. So fuck everyone else's opinion of what is a successful adventure. Just enjoy your adventure. That person also commented on concerns about safety, STDs, whatever else. Okay, I'm hypersensitive about this. And at the same time, completely aware. I know I've seen on some forums where people are talking about 
the likelihood of STDs or the treatments that are available nowadays or, you know, any number of things. I am pretty much strictly a condom girl. We have had a very select few men that we were around long enough for however it may be. When I say select, it's like, yeah, less than one hand, you know, probably can get more. Yeah. <laughs> ah, we can come back to that, but I was to say more fingers in my pussy than men that have not had condoms. Yeah. Anyway, very selective. And I am completely aware that condoms are not a hundred percent effective and probably not even nearly as effective as most of us that are hypersensitive. You know, 98% is not sufficient. We would like to see 101%. I want to know that not only is it effective, but it will kill everything before it even gets in my body. That's not reasonable, but we take every precaution we can and we get tested. And I recommend everybody do that. I think it's respectful of your partners that you care enough you know what, there's those of us that wax or shave. If it's important to you to take time to have your physical appearance be attractive, then it should be important enough for you, even if you're not running around with a certificate saying, here's my certificate, but it should be important enough for you to make sure, probably even more so than your physical appearance, but that your your health is on par to play with others. And then, like I said, regardless, I had a girlfriend that gave me some grief way back in the beginning because I went to play and we were like, hey, do you have condoms? And the guy was like, no. And she was like, what the fuck? You carry your own damn condoms. And it's a very accurate thing. I, I highly recommend that everybody carry their own condoms for a multitude of reasons. I would like to think that I'm not going to play with someone that would either not use condoms or have condoms with holes in them or old, expired, whatever. But hey, you know, it's like everything else. Someone can be extremely attractive and look perfectly well put together and have any number of diseases. Same thing with someone else's condoms. So you probably should carry your own. Does that mean I always use my own? No, we use condoms regardless though. And yeah, as far as safety, I I think that's a lot of it. You just need to be aware of the potential problems, challenges, whatever, and mitigate. So do everything you can to avoid, you know, contracting anything nasty that takes all of the fun out of the lifestyle. So, yeah, um, I've had a couple people ask about my husband, particularly because I've brought up other podcasts that encouraged my husband and I encouraged my husband to encourage me to do a podcast. Maybe one day I will say Titty McBoobs is going to be visiting in the next month and change. So hopefully I'll talk her into chit chatting about what's happened in the few months since we haven't been hanging out. Well, that sounds weird since we have not been in the same city because I adore her and it's fun to chit chat. And yeah, gonna be, hey, we're gonna be in Vegas during the AVNs next week. So never done that. I'm not there for the AVNs, there for business, but we will fully take advantage of that and go check that out because that looks like fun. Yeah, husband. Hey, funny story. This is your little bit of podcast porn, I guessed. Met a guy out of towner repetitive. Y'all know I like tall men. So I don't think I realized that there's some challenges of really tall men. Although the nice thing about really tall men is they're proportionate at least usually. So met a guy, he was traveling, didn't get to play with him, came back into town and had the opportunity to play. Thought about trying to do a podcast with him, having, you know, 
off dealings. So didn't get around to that, but did get to play with him. And yeah, someone that's got a good foot on you in height makes for some challenges. Like, you know, getting bent over the bed and fucked is like the, the proportions are completely off. It was hilariously fun. This gentleman had amazing stamina and was well endowed. Uh, like I said, I guess proportions, it only makes sense that, you know, if you're six and a half feet tall, it would be harsh if you had a particularly small penis. He didn't have that issue. So that was fun. Yeah. So I'm not really getting into what caused me to start the story other than proportions <laughs> that I love tall men, but yet there's there's such thing as a really tall man and you have new challenges. I felt like I needed to go get some like really good quality hooker heels because most of my heels are three to four inches anyway, but it's like, you needed a good quality six inches. <sighs> six inches is always good, but really girth is nice too. And honestly, it's a total package. I'm serious. You, you know, right. There are men that are not as endowed in the cock area, but usually they have other amazing skills. I don't know how that parallels as a female. Like I, sometimes I wonder if I'm just too lazy in this world. Cause yeah, after hours and hours, I appreciate that that man was, had stamina and took good care of me. Same with riding, dude. I rode that man and it took like seconds flat to come, which was kind of interesting because again, it's like, I say this like with a little bit of awe and not to say that I, well, I definitely would do him again, but it's a funny, funny thing to me that I will tell you five trillion times that I like tall men, but there are challenges of of really, you know, if maybe the, the answer is there are challenges of, of a large height difference and they entertain me. What did I, I had someone else recently, it's going to come to me, but I, height differences, uh, even when you're writing, like body attributes are funny all the way around. Let's put it that way. I mean, I think us as women, so number one, I don't like to, well, I won't say I don't like to ride. I really like to ride, but I don't have a lot of stamina. And also, I, I think, yeah, you know, there's a whim, reason that women will like take selfies laying down because everything is out of the way. So sitting on top of someone, it's like, oh, here's my belly and here's my thighs and here's whatever attribute I don't like about myself is going to be on full display. So it's a good thing I get orgasms when I'm writing because then I forget that there's anything I'm self-conscious about. <laughs> anyway... Maybe I'll come back and add in, oh yeah, someone, I've had a few people and I apologize and not like, again, sorry, not sorry. I am horrible with details. This is probably why I video my encounters, my adventures, whatever, because if I had to recount as a story to my husband, we would both be fucked. But I've had people say, you know, details would really be nice and I am a shitty, dirty talker, dirty talker. I don't do well at talking dirty. So maybe uh, that should be my own personal goal for the year. I'm not a a New Year's resolution type person, but y'all can pick on me 
to try to get the details, which should ideally enhance my ability to talk dirty, right? Yes. Yes, it should. So this gentleman, the super tall gentleman, because he's proportionate, I went down on him, but I didn't. I was sitting on the bed because I'm lazy. And yeah, it's like I have a quality gag reflex. I do enjoy cock in my mouth. I just can't deep throat. And I was, it's like two hands and what is it? it, Just the tip, but I'm guessing that's not what they meant. Like just the tip on a blowjob is not the same, but it's a good thing. There's lots of things to play with. You've got balls and cock and head. You can lick it and stroke it and circle things. I like playing with that little piece of skin that's what from the shaft to the head that seems to be a popular thing to mess with because you can definitely cause trouble with that (laughs) all you men know these things better tangent yeah anyway keep me on my toes about details maybe i know back in the beginning i had played one of my videos and kind of done a play-by-play so maybe i'll do that if i need an interim or maybe just because hold me to it anyway Long babble short. Thank you as always for listening to me babble and for shooting me notes of encouragement and to say hi and to tell me that it's fun for you as well as it is for me, even if we've never met. And I hope that we can continue that and as long as we can. Till next time. <laughs>